I'm going to tell you a Cinderella story. I'm going to tell you a story that hopefully gets you thinking about how Jesus must be feeling. First of all, I want to acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you. We praise you for reaching out over and over again to let us know that we're not ready and we can't see clearly what's happening. Oh, Jesus, we thank you and praise you for portraying truth to us today. Thank you for allowing me to be that vessel. And I'm just expecting that you work through me so I can portray exactly what you want us to know. Love you and praise you. And so the story of Cinderella was everyone wanted to marry the prince, right? I mean, the whole town was getting ready to go to marry the prince, except Cinderella wasn't allowed to go. And so think of the excitement. You know, everybody wanted to be a, a princess. They wanted to marry the prince and... Um, they're just like lining up to get in the door kind of thing. And then Jesus goes and tells this parable about himself. Um, it's in Matthew 22. And Jesus said, the, the kingdom of heaven is like, but again, he's talking about himself. His father is going to have this ball. And he invites everyone but no one's interested. They're all too busy. I mean, think of it. He's telling this story about himself. Let me just read some of it to you. Jesus spoke to, in parables, stories and illustrations. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to summon those who had been invited to the wedding, but they refused to come. And then he sent his servants saying, tell those who are invited, behold, I have prepared my banquet. Everything's ready. All the food is ready. But they're not concerned and paid no attention. They ignored. They made light of the summons, treating it with contempt. One went away to his farm, another his business, while the other seized his servants and treated them shamefully and put them to death. Hearing the king was infuriated, and he sent his soldiers and put those murderers to death and burned their city. And he said to the servants, the wedding feast is prepared, but those invited are not worthy. So go to the highways and the byways, leave the city, and invite anyone who will come. And that's the way it was, and that's the way it is. Jesus is inviting us to live with him forever, and we're too busy. Cinderella. I mean, um, the story of Cinderella, the prince, was a whole lot more popular than Jesus. Everybody wanted to be acknowledged as a princess, all the women. And probably in it for the money. And Jesus telling his own story, it just gets to me. 
he's still being rejected. We think it's so bad how they treated him in that day, but we're still rejecting him. We won't come to the table. I really want what he wants me to tell you today is would you come to the table? When I was in heaven, I was sitting at the table with him. We were talking, we were reminiscing. He was encouraging us. I got to see my little sister. And I didn't get paid to go there. I don't want to, I don't want him to have to, to pay me or to, to, um, although I felt like a princess, I don't want him to think he owes me anything. He already did what he did for us. We owe him and we're too busy. We don't have time to sit and talk with him and reminisce about what we've been through and, and let him tell us things to come. And he's saying, won't you just come and sit with me so I can save your life? So I can save you from damnation? When you sit at the table with Jesus, when you come and sit with him on your knees or wherever you go and be with him, he recreates you in his likeness. He heals you. He's really preparing you to live with him. And you you can't you you can't do that. You can't get ready to sit with him. I mean you, you can't get ready to move in with him without sitting with him. He's saying, Will you marry me? And if you don't have time for him, you're saying no. First time he said, will you marry me? You said that prayer. You got excited. You felt his presence. And then as soon as it got a little rough, you walked away. You disengaged. You started dating other men. And he's jealous. Of course. And not only that, he wants to save you. But if you won't sit with him and, and let, you, let him tell you what you have to do to get to that place, how's that going to happen? You know, you can't see without him. I didn't know I was going to hell. I didn't know I was on the verge of. But I asked him to correct me, to teach me. Because I'm afraid to live without him. I don't want to live without love and compassion. I don't want to live without Jesus. I don't think you do either. And so it's really important that you give him some time. Come and sit with him so he can transform you. Give him some time. Get to know him. He's a man. He's the son of man. He's a real person. He wants you to know that. He's waiting for you to come and sit with him. He's not a religion. He's not some sort of 
thing way out there that you can't get in touch with. He's like you and I. We're made in his likeness. And he just wants to sit and talk with you and let you know what's going to happen so you can make a clear choice. And once you sit with him, you're going to fall in love with him anyway. I mean, you just will. I just think this is such a, a heartbreaking thing for Jesus to be knowing what's going to happen ahead of time. He's telling us things to come. He's telling us about himself. He's telling us we're ignoring him. There's something wrong with this picture. We should be lining up to sit with Jesus and talk to him. Hear his heart. But we're too selfish. We're self-centered. What's in it for me? Many would say eternal life, love, compassion. You are so important to him. We are so very important to him. And yet, we just reject him, we refuse him. Have you ever fallen in love with someone and they wanted nothing to do with you? Can you imagine? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is inviting you to just sit with him and reminisce. And he wants to tell you things to come. So you can be prepared. Just like he told Peter, you're going to deny me three times. He wants to give you heads up. What's going to happen? And he wants you to ask him to help him. I mean, to get help, he wants you to ask him for help. He wants you to ask him to correct you so that you know not everyone who calls him Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of the Father. He wants to show you where you're not doing as well. And you, you're not going to know. His way is higher than our way. He knows everything. We don't know anything. It's so heartwarming. I, I just told you the story about when he took me to heaven, and when I came back, he um, he showed me so much more than I knew when I was there. Like, I didn't know that some, I didn't recognize the sadness I saw in his eyes because I was just so excited to be there and thinking about me. Yeah, uh-huh. That's what we do. We think about us and didn't realize... And he was just so kind and generous as to let me have my moment and didn't realize the pain he was in because the banquet table, the table was empty. No one wanted to come. And he was sad about that. And he's asking me to help him, to tell people what's happening. It's like, we got to get real. We, we think that... Um, all the things in the world and everything we're doing is real. It's temporary. It's temporary, and we got to let go of it in order to enter into the kingdom. And 
And so um, those things that he shared with me, when I got back home, the revelation knowledge he gave me, um, I'm going to be sharing that in my book and um, maybe a, a little more, a few more videos. I'm not sure. Whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to do. But um, there's so much that we don't know that we need to know. And it's good to know how he's feeling and that he's hurting. I mean, you got to have compassion for that. Just read the story in Matthew 22. He's telling his own story. He's being rejected still. I'm not going to have any part of that. I'm not going to reject him. And so I um, just want to encourage you, get to know him. He is a person. He's not way out there. He's going to manifest himself to you. He said, if you obey him, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. He's going to ask the Father, and the Father is going to send the Spirit. And he's going to be with you all the time. He said, if you obey him, him and his Father are going to make their home within you. And you'll never be without him. And you know, a lot of people reject him because they think they got to give everything up. And you do. But he's going to give it back to you. A hundredfold return. In this lifetime. And the thing is, he's going to give you more and better than you had before. And the reason he wants you to let it go is to prove your love to him. When I let some things go, um, or let, it, let everything go for him, because I get it that I don't want it before him. I don't want it to be my God. And he said, you still love me. Like, yeah. You're not rejecting me because I'm asking you to give it up. No, I'm not. Wow. You still love me? Even though we still love him? Or is it just words? Will you do the hard thing? What seems too hard? Will you still out for Jesus? That's what he wants to know. We still love him. So if you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you and you're willing to obey him, heed his voice, Revelation 3.20, he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. And if you heed my voice, I'll come and live on the inside of you. That real person living on the inside of you. Are you ready to commit to do that? Then ask him right now, Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. I commit to you. I care about you. I have compassion for you. I'm not going to reject you. I want to come to the wedding. I'm going to be there with my dress on. I'm not too busy coming to sit with you so I can learn of you. I'm coming. I'll be right there. As soon as I'm done watching this video, do that. Get on your knees. Be with him. He's real, and you'll know that when you give him a chance.
Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.